Hello, welcome to FortiGuard Live. I'm Derek Mankey, VP Global Threat Intelligence at Fortinet, Fortinet's FortiGuard Labs. Joining me once again, we've had hundreds, if not thousands, of these conversations. We're looking at the threat landscape every day. Amar, Marla County, good, uh, good to see you again. How you doing? I'm good. As they say, another day, another ransomware dollar, and another face. You're you're, you're the man of a, a thousand faces as well, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely. I got my winter beard going on right now. <laughs> it's good to see you. Look good. Um, so let's let's talk. Let's go back. It's been a while since we've talked about ransomware, um, but it seems to be always topical. I mean, we've been following this for over a decade, right? Since it came out in, in 2010, and just wanted to kind of reflect on uh, on 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 the year and see you know for a snapshot where we are today, how it's evolved. We've talked about a lot of different things with ransomware in the past, right? Like ransomware becoming more aggressive. Uh, you know, more more targeted. We've seen um, the playbook expand to um, double extortion, triple extortion uh, techniques, and then you know more recently the use of uh, or the incorporation really of wipers into ransomware. So, what are you seeing with with wipers and ransomware? Yeah. So, first of all, Derek, I think uh, the ransomware attackers are getting more and more creative in ensuring that the ransom gets paid, the payments uh, have settlements uh, behind them as well. So. Wipers are a new way of, I wouldn't say a new way, but another way of ensuring that attackers get away with the attack. It seems yeah. like a couple of years ago, um, most ransomware attackers and most ransomware threat actors were staying away from wipers. And I think mostly because they wanted to make sure that anyone that paid the ransom felt good about paying the ransom or wouldn't hesitate paying the ransom. And then I think we started seeing kind of an evolution of uh, wipers where you know, people really just wanted to see the world burn. They didn't really care. They're like, we're going to attack you, you know, for the heck of it. And we're going to like cause you some pain. And now threat actors are realizing, you know what? I can ask for ransom. And uh, now I can probably protect myself against, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, forensics. Uh, not, uh, because uh, once once you have a wiper and there's no data to, to analyze, basically forensics makes it, forensics is much, much more difficult. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's a very interesting use case for the wipers too. In fact, uh, we we just released a, a, a blog of another uh, ransomware turned wiper. So it's another you know another indication of what we talked about going back to the predictions of these targeted attacks and things that wipers used to be used in the APT realm exclusively, but now we're starting to see in, in case of ransomware for like you said. Uh, forensics purposes, essentially covering the tracks, and then the other the other use of uh, you know basically using it as a threat as a as a weapon, right? Um, when it comes to showing that they mean business. Uh, the other thing too, so you mentioned uh, the settlements, right? I mean, like the name of the game for attackers is obviously trying to profit more to try to get more uh, more settlements. We've seen the monitor the monetary, uh, uh, you know, effectively the amount of money that people are paying for these ransoms are going higher because if you think about what the attackers are doing on their end this is a business to them and and the victims are their customers right they want to grow their customer base and they're focusing on the bigger fish themselves and they want to be more engaged with their customers right yeah absolutely you know attackers want to get paid the threat actors want to get paid fast and as efficiently as possible it's actually i personally think it's actually one of the reasons why attackers kind of stopped moving towards Monero, which is a cryptocurrency that has privacy built in that's very, very difficult to track versus like Bitcoins, which are 
you know, if you make mistakes or, you know, it has a public ledger, it's very easy to track, but it's very hard to get millions of dollars in Monero versus, you know, millions of dollars in uh, Bitcoin. So I think attackers, we kind of saw this shift in, you know, attackers using other types of cryptocurrency. Now they're like, you know what, I want to use Bitcoins. They're easier to get. Anyone can get them. We can get paid millions of dollars. We can get our money fast. And of course, it's much easier for attackers to change that money, to do like money laundering or to do other types of conversions as well. So they can take that, they can take that cryptocurrency and change it into real world usable money much more easy than uh, other types of cryptocurrency yeah yeah absolutely another sort of phenomenon that we're seeing is this um this service engagement too so we talked about how they want to be more connected with the customers and and we've talked about this with the ransom as a service model right so um some of these as we know with ransom as a service today it wasn't the case 10 years ago because 10 years ago it was the ppp model pay, sorry ppi paper install it's like hey go infect millions of systems you'll get a small you know cut of this right so it was literally like thousands of people signing up to these php control panels and these programs and that's really shifted now to the ppp which is a paper purchase commission-based and and it's more of a uh, exclusive network right they don't have thousands of these people there's like hundreds if if maybe not even hundreds maybe up to a hundred because they're vetted business affiliates and partners right exactly the affiliates are actually making the majority of the money uh these days they're they're going to the threat actors uh they're actually you know uh providing uh, well, the threat actors are providing the software, the affiliates are actually, you know, doing the distribution, doing kind of the technical work on like getting the uh, systems uh, installed in uh, on their victims machines and targeting the victims. And so they're getting the majority of the payments. But when I say the majority of the payments, there's no shortage of payments. We're literally talking about like payments and the millions to like tens of millions of dollars. And so like everyone is kind of happy from, uh, yeah. from the bad guy's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly that. We're talking about millions, right? Seven, eight figures. That's the big shift. And it's because, again, you have these elite, quote unquote, uh, you know, affiliates that are signing up that are vetted that have years of experience under their belt now. And what that means is that uh, these are effectively the ones that are um, are are being more engaged with the customers. Right there because of that elitism, I think that's feeling that they have. They, they want to deal with they, they don't want to be bothered with or deal with the smaller those six figures as an example right so they're like hey uh if, if they're looking for a seven uh you know a seven figure payment they they want to make sure that that customer knows that they mean business right yeah, absolutely. You got to remember the threat actors are not only just creating ransomware uh, program, right? They're creating uh, evasion techniques. They're uh, figuring yeah. out how to get past uh, security devices and security perimeters. Uh, they're coming up with, um, you know, phishing techniques that the affiliates are using and combining with their own techniques as well. So there's enough technical, I would say, work happening from both the affiliates as well as the threat actors. They're kind of combining yeah. their forces. And at the same time, as you said, the threat actors are a little picky and choosy on who they who they pick. They really want people with, you know, that kind of like baseline high level, you know, type of skills so they can adjust the programs and target the target the sources as they need. And uh, they're, they're, there's more than enough. Like everyone's trying to get They have a lot of people trying to get into the affiliate programs, but the threat actors are being really picky on who they choose. You kind of have to prove yourself in multiple ways now to get into those programs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think what this means is we can expect more of this. And like the, the net effect of this is you have um essentially the cyber mafia as we've called it before right but again like more experienced people peoples right uh, like more, more than one that are actually 
launching their own campaigns effectively, right? So I know we were just talking about this, something that you've observed is that, hey, you're actually seeing ransomware coming from a lot of different sources now, right? Not just ransomware showing up at the door, but through botnets and other things like this as well. Yeah, exactly. From botnets, from uh, plugins and web browsers. And I'm talking about like plugins and different sites like WordPress type plugins and things like that, that people may use, uh, you, you know, the types of, uh, you know, ad networks. So they're coming in from multiple, multiple sources. Of course, as you said, from botnets, phishing attacks, uh, you know, uh, office documents, uh, uh, self-running macros, all of that has been going on for a long time and no shortage of that either. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and I think I think that's the big change, right? Compared to a year, two years ago, is that is that we're seeing um, all these different types of campaigns, more vehicles, right, if you will, right, for the different distribution mechanisms, and and they're becoming more picky, essentially, right, in terms of the targets they're going after these seven or eight eight million, uh, you know, eight figure payments, and at the same time. What that means to the defender is that these attacks are becoming more targeted. They're becoming more effective, essentially, and these uh, these settlements and transactions, right, are becoming higher value. So we want to try to avoid that, right? I mean, it, effectively, it's saying, hey, let's shift more to the left side on the defense because we have to be more proactive nowadays, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that we have had to do at Fortigar Labs is to really understand the whole infrastructure. I, I think that's one of the biggest changes that I've seen, uh, you know, in just the last six months is how uh, how advanced the ransomware infrastructure is, not only from the ransomware program itself, but uh, like how to distribute the ransomware, how affiliates are signing up, how the money distribution is occurring uh, from money mules to like, uh, you know, laundering the money, like the whole kind of all the all the services around just ransomware for the threat actors to actually do business and the hell of a life that's much more complicated and much more efficient than it's ever been. And then for our labs, we kind of have to keep track of not only the ransomware, the actual malware attack, but also like how that infrastructure works, make sure we're keeping track of those command and control servers, those techniques, uh, making sure those techniques, if they're exploited, that, you know, they're in our AI engines as, as models as well. So we have multiple opportunities to catch an attack. Our end goal, obviously, is we don't want people to be infected when ransomware, so we want to stop the attack before it occurs. And there's multiple ways to do that, from endpoint to uh, you know web filtering to DNS, web and DNS filtering to actually catching the malware itself. Yeah, and I think from an ROI perspective, it's becoming more effective nowadays too, because of that, uh, the criticality of these. Right? Again, once once you get owned, you're owned. Um, now we have wipers introduced, uh, the forensics trail of making incident incident response more difficult. All of that is the game, you know, the game that the attackers are trying to up. And so from an ROI perspective, being more proactive, focusing on, like you said, AI, the AI powered, uh, you know, SecOps and being able, because, because these attacks are coming from all these different platforms, all these different vehicles, everything that we just talked about, being able to identify and catch that up front and, and mitigate these threats, um, again, from an ROI perspective versus the seven to eight <laughs> figure uh, settlement demands that are happening um, just makes a lot of sense, I think. Yeah, you know, like I, you know, I tell a lot of my clients that in your incident response plan or your incident response, you know, engagement shouldn't just occur when you need it. It should be like an ongoing engagement. Your incident response teams or your vendors that are doing incident response should actually already be aware, like, you know, how this process works, you know, how the attacks are changing, how ransomware is changing from just like encrypting your files to wipers, how to recover against that, how to do forensics against, you know, those types of elements. So it should be like an ongoing process that they should be really baked in and it should you know being and also being tested all the time 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, again, everything we've been talking about, this is here today. I think we can expect, uh, this isn't a, a, a one-trick pony, right? I think we can expect a lot more of this next year, can't we? Well, I mean, uh, it's it seems like these surprises, like on how complicated and how efficient and effective they get it all the time, the threat actors. Uh, I, I hate to have this conversation next year and figure out like how they've elevated the game, but we know they're going to do it, obviously. So we got to elevate yeah. our game as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it can be simple again. And I think relying a lot of the tools that we talked about from Z everything we always talk about when it comes to the education, the refactoring, it's not a one shot thing, but let's have security as part of our daily mantra and look at this from a, a refactoring standpoint all the time. It has to be dynamic because the attackers are dynamic, right? But then at the same time, um, humans are slow. So we always talk about relying on the AI machine learning, uh, the orchestration and integration, um, all of that is, you know, more of the, the next generation SOC component has become very critical nowadays from a solution standpoint, I think as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think like you just hit it on the nail on the head is that it's not only the technology, obviously you need the technology, you need automation uh, behind that technology and you need multiple yeah. ways, uh, you know, that technology is protecting you, but the people factor as well, as you mentioned. Yep. And if there's one thing we've learned through the course of our whole career is that the cyber criminals and attackers are not going to stop. <laughs> they, they do not give up easily. And in fact, it's the opposite because they've been enjoying profits and, um, you know, building their their empire. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Why? Why give up a good thing? Right. I mean, they for the most part, they have no reason to stop whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. So again, lesson learned from this is uh, we're going to expect more, expect more of this uh, next year. We were already seeing indications of wipers being used more in day-to-day -day attacks, I would say now, with cybercrime and ransomware. That's a big deal, right? So again, being more proactive, have solutions and mitigation in place to avoid those settlement payments because uh, when it comes to settlement and payment for ransomware, um, Ultimately, it's just putting it into the pockets of cyber criminals, and that's something um, holistically we can work together to, to avoid. Amar, I uh, just want to thank you again for your time. It's always great catching up and talking to you. Um, for the blog I referenced on the, the uh, ransomware turn wiper, you can check out our blog on blog.fortinet.com. Uh, we're regularly posting on there, and I'm sure we will, we will be back talking soon about the next threat, Amar. Thanks for joining me. Once again, I'm Derek Mankey with 40 Guard Live signing off. Thank you.